Welcome to Church Project. Uh, we are a church. We're a gathering of people who love Jesus, and we want to know and love Him more. We love each other, and we want to live out the mission of Jesus in this world. We're a church. We're also a project. We're an ongoing pursuit to discover what Christ originally intended for church to be. We don't have this figured out, do we? I mean, raise your hand if you got this figured out. If not, you're in a good group of people, right, Jay? We're trying to figure this out together. Welcome to Church Project. We're glad that you're here. Um, I would encourage you that if you don't own a Bible or you don't have a Bible, there's Bibles in the rows next to you, and there's also Bibles in the back by our purpose, values, and structure uh, poster boards back there. Uh, If you would, grab your Bible and open it up to Acts chapter 4, verses 8 through 12. I started on this message last week, and if you were here last week, you kind of got cut off quick because I just didn't know where to stop. I just kept talking. And then I decided I better stop because I'm going to keep talking. And so I'm going to continue on on part number two of the message last week. And it starts in Acts chapter 4, verses 8 through 12. Before we do that, when you sat down, there was a response card on your chair. Um, that's going to be used in multiple ways. One, maybe you would like prayer over something. You can fill that out and turn it into our offering box and in the back left, that little black box right there. Also, we send out emails periodically just updating you and telling you what's going on in Church Project. So if you're a first-time guest and you're not receiving those emails, then fill out that information and we'll go ahead and send you that information about what we're doing at Church Project. Uh, Today, I just want to jump right in to Acts chapter 4, 8 through 12. Here at Church Project, we do what's called expository teaching. We take a verse at a time, we go a book at a time, and we just walk through the teaching of Scripture. We figure, as smart as I am, (laughs) I can't write it as as, as more brilliant as God has already done it, right? And so what we're going to do is we're going to walk through Scripture, and together, I think also what we're doing is we're learning how to study Scripture on our own. Pretty powerful when we take scripture and we let it speak into our life. It's pretty powerful when we open up the word of God and we say, God, reveal yourself to me. Show me who you are. Show me who I am and let your words jump off the page at me. So here we go. Acts chapter 4, verses 8 through 12. If you have one of those blue Bibles, it's on page 630. 630 of your blue Bible. Acts chapter 4, starting in verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all, all of you, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him, this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Amen. Let me tell you what's happening in this passage, just in case you don't know, and you're just jumping in. This is the early church. 
Peter and John just stood up and, and gave this, or they walked by the temple gate. And what was happening is there was a crippled man right there. And, and the spirit came upon Peter as he prayed over this man. And this crippled man began to dance. He began to walk. He began to jump. Is that, is that means of celebration? Like, would you celebrate if you saw that in your life? Man, where are we at? This, this ain't no library. I already said we're a project. We're trying to figure this out. Let me, let, me, let me make it really simple. If you could not walk for 40 years and you were crippled and someone walked by and prayed over you and then suddenly you stood up and started dancing, would you celebrate? Yeah. There you go. All right. I feel like we're in the South now. I like it. Yeah, and so did about 5,000 other people. They wanted to know what was happening. Where did this power come from? And so Peter and John stood up and they start saying, it's not by us that this happened. Oh no, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is moving. Well, that upset the people that were the authority figures. Now you can sit up and don't talk because we're authority figures. It upset them. And they began to question Peter and John saying, by whose authority do you do this? Would you care by whose authority you're walking? Would you? It's amazing how the people that were in charge of explaining the word of God and keeping order in the country, and these were the people that just five, six generations ago were put in charge by God himself. It's it's amazing how within five, six, seven generations, the spirit left them long ago, and now they're just asking the, how is this about? They're not even dancing. They're not even celebrating. So now Peter and John, we find ourselves right here. And in verse 8, let's jump in and just talk about verse 8, 9, and 10 for a second. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to the rulers of the people and elders, in verse 9, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all. And we'll continue on. I just, if you've been coming to Church Project for a little while, you know, sometimes I just get caught up in little little words. And and there's a word I just can't get past in in these passages right here. It's in verse 9. See if you can find it. Do you think you you can find the word I'm getting tripped up on? What what do you think, Laura? All? That's a good word. Yeah, I couldn't even make it to all. If. I couldn't even make it past if. Like, look at verse 9. It says, if we are being examined today. What? Are you? Peter's looking at the Supreme Court of Jerusalem. The people in charge. And he's going, what? Are you the Supreme Court of Jerusalem? Commissioned years ago to lead God's people? Really questioning this? Are you questioning this? Can you not see what's happening right here? I mean, it's almost like Peter can't even, he can't even fathom that they're questioning him. He's saying, if you're questioning me, if you're questioning by what authority, it's not even computing to me why you'd be doing that. Peter and John are saying, we don't have all the fancy education that you guys have as he's standing in front of the the rulers and teachers. So, please, maybe we're missing something here. I don't know why you would be asking us this stupid question. 
Are you seriously asking us this question? Maybe I'm just not smart enough to understand it. Can you not see it? He's, he, they're probably thinking this. Number one, okay, did, did you not just see what happened? Can you not see what God is doing right here? A disabled dude is dancing, as Jabez told us the other day. He, he's dancing. What? What did I say? Huh? Jabez? I say your name wrong all the time. Jabez. Jabez. I think I like jabs. Man, we're talking about Jabez. Hey, Jabez, raise your hand since we're talking about you. There he is. Yeah, sorry. Jabez. That prayer Jabez thing throws me off all the time. So, Jabez. He gave us the message, uh, what, two weeks ago, and it was absolutely powerful. A dead, uh, not dead dude, a, a disabled dude is now dancing. So, I think this is what Peter and John is first saying when they're going... If you're really questioning this, number one, do you not see it? This disabled dude is now dancing. Number two, bros, really? You need to take a smoke break. <laughs> you're taking your, your vocation a little too serious. I know you're getting all like paid and this is your vocation. You're supposed to be all rulers and teachers and you're all educated and all that stuff. But maybe you're so high up in your lofty like vocational tower that you're missing it. Take a smoke break and see what God's doing. Come out of the office. You, this, this whole vocation thing that you're doing, you're taking it way too serious. Seriously, look at this crowd. Look what God is doing right here. God is doing a new thing, and surely you're not going to miss it. And Peter and John are looking at the authority figures and boldly just sharing this story. Man, I like them, don't you? I like this time and what's going on. Church project, God is doing a new thing, and surely you're not going to miss it. I'm going to say that again. I just, I just zapped it into today, and I made it real for us. <laughs> this isn't about Peter and John anymore. This is about us. God is doing a new thing, and surely you're not going to miss it. Maybe you need to take a smoke break. Maybe you need to stop taking yourself so seriously. Maybe you need to look up from your high-educated tower and see what God's doing in, with the common man. When his spirit was unleashed in the common man, powerful things began to happen. Surely we're not going to miss it. Are we going to miss it, church project? Are you going to miss it? God is moving in your life every single day. So if you want us to give an account, Peter and John says this. I can't believe we even have to give this account. If you want us to give us account, then here it is. As loudly as I can project to whomever will hear it, let it be known to all. Just in case you were wondering, look at, this, look at the text, verse 9. If we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, I can't even believe we're being examined today about this. By what means has this man been, been healed? Then let it be known to all. Verse 10. There's these wonderful things called monomic devices, which are nothing more. They're techniques a person can use to help them improve their ability to remember something. In, in other words, it's memory techniques to help the brain better encode and recall important information. Let's, let's, let's put it in even more simple terms. A great monomic device that we're practicing every week is 
or Imagos. Rachel, beautiful. I mean, you'll make me cry. I'm thinking about Jason. I agree with you. You know, how you see God moving through your husband, how you see God moving through your daughter and going to the hospital and, and all that. You just illustrated God in a very personal way in your life. And I, I guarantee that you're going to see here the rest of your life and remember that, a monotonic device that you'll remember the power of God. Thank you. And thank you for everyone that stands up and does our amagos. That it's, it's, it's like Sunday meeting, Monday morning. It's like you remember the power of God the next time you see a coffee cup. Next time you see the stars, whatever. When it's, it's things that, that remind us of God. God moves in our world and in our lives as in physical, monotonic devices to remind us of His greatness. Not for us to question the process. God moves in our lives in powerful ways to remind us of his greatness. And he gives us illustrations every day to remind us of his greatness. And it's not for us to question the process of how he's great. It's to celebrate his greatness. And as the rulers and the authorities of the time are sitting there going, by what means are you doing this? They're blown away. Peter and John going, If we have to give an account, then let it be known to all and let this be a monotonic device that you will never forget God's greatness in this moment. Some of us are going to miss God and question if because we're still trying to figure out how. Some of us are going to miss God in our life and we're going to continually stay on the question of if. Because then we're going to miss that. Because we are still trying to figure out how God is moving. Hey, when God moves in our lives, and He will move in our life, may we fall to our face and in all sincerity praise His holy name and not question His methods of how He moved in our life. He's God Almighty. He is absolutely powerful. Are you experiencing that power in your life? One of the reasons I uh, stopped speaking at major conferences, church conferences, by the way, or big places with lots of people, is that these church conferences I found myself going to, I started getting bitter because I found like we, we, we talked a lot around how to love God. I mean, we had all sorts of magical ways on how to love God. Just we talked about it all day long. And I felt like myself in day number two just going, stop, I'm getting dizzy. So then they turn around and talk this way. Just like... I'm tired about talking about how love God. Man, we're here. Can we just love God? I feel like we'd love God a whole lot more if we'd stop talking about how to love Him. Stop wondering, God, how did you move? How did you heal that person? Let me analyze that. And let's love God. Church is the same thing. You can come here every Sunday and just have so many questions that you're missing God moving in your life. 
He's powerful. He'll reveal himself to you. He's God Almighty, but don't miss what he's doing because you're so caught up in the process of what he's doing. Okay, let's go to verse 10. Let it be known to all, since I have to ask this really, answer this really dumb question. Let it be known to all of you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, by the way, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. By him this man is standing before you well. Let it be known to all. This is not just a consequence. This is not just a circumstance. This is not just some fluke thing that happened. This one cannot be swept under the rug. This miracle here. Yeah, this guy standing here right now, dancing right now. This is the real deal. Let it be known to all. That this man is standing here. The power of God has moved by the name of Jesus Christ. The one that you crucified. This is not just a fluke. You think that was politically correct, by the way? I don't know. I just know this. In 2017, passivity ends here. Where's the mic? Can I drop a mic? I might break it. Man, those are too expensive, bro. Hey, I could drop this one. That'd be like, I wouldn't have this impact, though. Be like, ding. <laughs> Passivity ends here, amen? amen? Jabez, I said it right, dude. Reminded us of the prophet Jeremiah. And in Jeremiah 20, verse 9, some of you need to write that down. And, and thank you for giving us this, Jabez. I'll keep saying it right. This is what it says, Jeremiah 20, verse 9. If I say, I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with, um, weary with holding it in, and I cannot. There's something that God is doing. He's put inside me. He's, he's given me a conviction about. It's my destiny. It's what God has created and put in me. He's put it in me, and I cannot stay inside me anymore. So Peter and John, in this moment, they say, let it be known to all. Passivity ends here today, people. Drive it like you stole it. That's good. That's really good. I like that. I just said I'd drive it like he stole it. <laughs> oh, man, I'm funny sometimes. Oh. Here's another way. Live it, live it like you own it. Live it like you own it. You don't have to be loud and zealous. I might even annoy you. I'm sorry. Um, you don't have to be loud and zealous. Even the most quiet and timid voice can whisper who he is and bring heaven to earth. Point others to him. Show off your daddy. Brittany, I love when you pray and you pray daddy. I just that's just beautiful. Show off your daddy to people. Passivity ends today. Do we believe this? Is this, is this a fire in our bones that, that won't shut up? I liken here, I'm reminded of Matthew 10, 39. In Matthew 10, 39, it says, Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. 
Peter and John, in a very real sense, they're, they're standing in front of the, all the people with all the power at this point, and they're saying, you guys are idiots. <laughs> I think they're kind of losing their life, don't you? Like they're living beyond even the circumstances. They know, man, this could not go well for me. But they've, they've found the joy. They know that Jesus heals. They know that this guy right here that used to be lame is now jumping up and down. And they cannot be quiet about it. And they'll do whatever it takes, which we'll see here later on in the passage, to reject, re, uh, reject passivity in their life. To boldly proclaim it. They can't hold it back anymore, can you? <laughs> it's easy to hold it back sometimes, isn't it? Church, may we not be a passive people. May we find that the true life that, is, that we'll find in our life is when we lose it. And we become more about Jesus and, and who he is in our life. And we begin to capture that, live that, share that, and shout that out. Or with a timid, soft-spoken voice, proclaim it to people. However God has designed you, whatever your personality is, whatever your skills and talents are, our whole Our whole job is to show off daddy, right, Brittany? Show off daddy. Peter and John are saying, this man is our experience. We experienced Jesus. We walked with him. He is all the reason we need. And we're going to go down swinging on this one. They found deep purpose and would not just let this process of answering by whose authority? They spoke beyond that. They brought heaven to earth in this moment. All they knew is this man is standing right here. Can you not see it? God did this. Today, uh, I think many of us can say, God did this. Rachel and Jason made it sound like a small little deal that their daughter was hurt. She's like, they fell off a little garden ledge. Thinking a garden ledge. How, how big's your garden? And I've seen your house. How big's your garden? Are you little tall? My garden's about this tall, right? So falling off that would be like, woo. Their garden's like this tall. I'm not joking. And to see their daughter land on, on a sharp metal piece, 18 stitches is a miracle. <laughs> That's a miracle. God did that. It's not a fluke. It's not an accident. Praise God. We'll never forget that. These men are standing there, Peter and John, saying, God did this. This man here, God did this. You can't convince me any other way. God did this. The same God you crucified did this. By His Spirit, by His power, God did this. We can all say that in our lives multiple times a day. God did this. It's not by accident. It's not coincidental. It's not a fluke. It's not good luck. And in 2017, as we stand, Hollywood is trying to copy the power of God. Illusionists spend endless hours trying to imitate the power of God. Scientists are trying to rationalize the power of God. Atheists don't want to talk or think about the power of God. Historians and archaeologists are making a living off of the power of God. 2,000 years later, we are talking about and celebrating about the power of God. 
But if you're just celebrating the power of God that we read in the Bible of 2,000 years ago, it's dead to you. The power of God is moving in your life today, right now. Are you celebrating it today, right now in your life? It's not a fluke. It's the power of God. Okay, verse 11 and 12. Let's, let's lock and load this thing. Verse 11. This Jesus, they continue. This Jesus, they threw the name out, okay? This Jesus. Remember the one you crucified? Okay. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men uh, by which we must be saved. Was there, any, was there any gray areas in this? Pretty black and white. Pretty straightforward. Do you create gray areas in this? Man. <laughs> that was good too. I've had two mic drops, bro. We try salvations in many other ways, don't we? We try salvations in many other, salvation in many other ways. We build and work and sweat and do. That might be our salvation. That might be another name, we, other name other than Jesus, sweating, doing, accomplishing. We play, we laugh, and we drink away. Maybe that'll be our salvation. We buy and we spend and we amass much stuff. Stuff breaks down. That kind of stinks. And at the end of it all, we find a much easier way. And because I just like the South a whole lot, Jesus is sitting on a porch with a glass of sweet tea. No, no, no. It's in a mason jar. He's saying, hey there. Jesus is sitting on the porch with the sweet tea in the mason jar. Saying, hey there. How's it going? You're like, you talking to me? How's it going? This is the gospel message, people. Now, you might not like sweet tea or mason jars. You may come up with your own little picture here. But this is the gospel message. That's salvation. It's found in no other way. I dare you. I challenge you. Go try to find salvation and happiness and joy anywhere else in this world. You're not going to find it. That's why this room won't be able to contain much longer the people that are coming for the good news, the gospel salvation. And my image of Jesus with sweet tea, it's just good. (laughs) There's just something about that name. If you grew up in church, there's just something about that name. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus. Like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let all heaven and earth proclaim Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about that name. You know this song? Yeah. Jesus. 
Jesus. I'm going to turn the mic off for this because I don't want it recorded. God, I pray in this place, I pray for all of your people. Reveal yourself to us in a powerful, powerful way, God. When the world is questioning who you are, may we know. When the world is looking for explanations, may we give it to them clearly that it's you. You're the only hope in our life. You're the only hope in this world. God, I pray for your people today. I pray for all of us. Today's the day we reject passivity. Today's the day that we reject searching for salvation in any other name, in any other way, in any other form other than Jesus. And God, I pray for a bold anointing over your people today. That we will be a people moved by your power. And then we will look the authority figures in the land and the people that we come in contact with every day square in the eyes and introduce them to a powerful king. God, I pray for all of us that if there's anything in our lives that we've been holding on to stronger than you and we've been finding any any identity in stronger than you, that we've been putting any security in more than you, that if there's anything that have taken any part, any place in our life more than you, crush that in us today. Break our hearts for you. God, you are our hope. You are our salvation. We thank you for being our Savior. And we declare you're our Lord. Make us more like you every single day.